Okay, welcome to our Bible study. Um, our text for today is taken from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And then uh, the topic, Come unto me. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Are you there? So come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls. You shall find rest unto your souls. So we we this was an invitation that Jesus Christ was inviting you and I, inviting the world, inviting the nations, inviting towns, and inviting different people. And so, because Jesus Christ realize that they were carrying heaven load. Amen? They were carrying burdens. And so he was calling them to come unto him. But we need to understand, what is the meaning of come unto me? When we talk of come unto me, it is an invitation to the living water. It is an invitation to what? The living water. Now, let's read... Uh, Revelation 7, verse 17. And then you turn to St. John 16, verse 33. St. John 16, 33. John 16. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne, for, for, for the midst of what? Of the, throne, of the throne shall feed them. Shall feed them. And shall lead, lead them unto living mm -hmm. fountains. Lead, lead them to living fountains of water, right? And God shall wipe away all tears. So the, 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 the call that Jesus Christ called was an invitation to the living water. It was an invitation to the living water. Can we read Matthew chapter 16, verse 3? John 16, sorry, 33. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you. These things I have spoken unto you. These things I have spoken unto you that that in me you might have peace. Uh-huh. In the world ye shall have tribulation. In the world you shall have tribulation. But he said, But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So Jesus Christ knew that in the world there is tribulation, and then you can come and say, There is tribulation in the world. But you and I will find peace in Him alone. And in Him alone. So there are certain things that you and I think can give us peace. Like most often, those who are stressed, they think. 
liquor can give them peace, right? Drinking alcohol can give them peace. Some people think going to a club can give them peace. Some people think uh, um, um, women can give them peace. Are we understanding? So there are so many things. Some people think food can give them peace. But look at Jesus, what Jesus said. These things have I spoken unto you. That in me you might have peace. In me you might have peace. Because he is the prince of peace. And he's what? The prince of peace. And I say, in the world you shall have tribulation. In the world you shall have what? Tribulation. So what is tribulation? Can anybody tell me? What is tribulation? James, what do you understand? Okay, difficulties. What about you? Now let's speak your problems. What about you? The problems you get your mind. The problems you have in your mind. Okay. That when when your mind is void of peace. You understand? So tribulation troubles. So in this world, there are troubles. You understand? So when we decide to dive into the world, we dive more into troubles. Praise God. But when we decide to dive in Jesus Christ, we're diving more in the peace and the joy of God. So that is the reason why Jesus Christ said, Come unto me. Come. Come unto me. So also, the word come unto me is an invitation to the bread of life. James read St. John 6.35. It's an invitation to the bread of life. The bread of life. And so, many of us today, we are hungry. St. John 6.35. Yes. Many of us are hungry. And Jesus said unto them, uh-huh. I am the bread of life. I am what? The bread of life. Uh-huh. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that cometh to me shall never what? Hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never test. He that believeth in me shall never what? Test. So the, this call is a call to the bread of life. Jesus said, I am what? The bread of life. Jesus said, I am what? The bread of life. I am the bread of life. So many of us were hungry. We are feeding, we are eating on so many things that are not satisfying us. Some men think what satisfies them is sex. Some people think what satisfies them is, is liquor. But Jesus Christ said, Whosoever feed on me will never test. And so, no matter how it is, you even have the most beautiful woman, it cannot satisfy you. You eat food today, the best food today. Tomorrow you won't hung, you will get hungry. Right? <laughs> you will get hungry. But the place where satisfaction comes from is Christ. When you have Jesus Christ in your life, when you have Jesus Christ in your life, you have everything. You have everything. So this call is an invitation to the bread of life.
It's an invitation to the bread of life. So when you and I follow Christ, come on. Let's also read Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Mark, yes, 8 34. Mark chapter 8. Mark 8 verse 4. Yeah. And when he had called the people unto him uh-huh. with his disciples uh-huh. also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, mm. let him deny himself. Whosoever will come after me, let, let him deny himself. And take up his cross. And take up his cross and follow me. And so when 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 um when Jesus said, Come unto me. Read Matthew 16 also, 24 is there. Oh, no, 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 you read there. You read Matthew 16. 24, Matthew 16. Yeah. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man we come after me. Let him, let him, uh-huh. deny, let him deny himself. And take up and scrub cross and do what? And follow me. And take up the cross and follow me. And so this is a call to become a disciple. Who is a disciple? A disciple is a committed follower. Of Christ. A disciple is what? A committed follower of Christ. A faithful follower of Christ. Now, when Jesus Christ said, If any man will follow me, let him deny himself. What does he mean to deny yourself? Self denial. Let him deny himself. Take up the cross. And what is the cross? Now, the cross is a symbolic of pain, it's symbolic of persecution, it's symbolic of hardship. What Jesus Christ went through, because Jesus Christ helped us to understand that for the matter of fact that we don't belong to the world, the world will hate us. We belong to him. They hate him. So because of that, they will do what? They will hate us. Right? They must hate us. So when Jesus said, let him deny himself, that means you must be willing to kill the flesh. You must be able to kill the, the spirit of pride. You must be able to kill the spirit of uh, disobedience. You must humble yourself. Kill the flesh. Be down to earth and accept him wholly as your Lord and Savior. And so Christ needs commitment. Following Christ needs commitment. Following Christ needs a, a, a pass, I mean, perseverance. You cannot do it today and then tomorrow you say no. Because there are so many challenges when you decide to follow Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No matter it is, they, you must be persecuted. You must be persecuted. You must be persecuted. You must be persecuted. So that won't that one, that one, no matter it is, for the matter of fact that you want to follow Jesus Christ, you must accept it because they hate him. So they will hate you too. They hate him, they will hate you too. So, if you want to follow Jesus Christ, you must be willing 
to take up the cross. So the invitation, come unto me, is a call to become what? A disciple. In Jesus' name. Let me recap it again so that we understand. Number one, we said, what the meaning of come unto me? We said, it's an invitation to the living water. Come unto me is an invitation to the living water. And who is the living water? Jesus Christ is the living water. The word of God. It's an invitation to the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. So when you have Jesus Christ in you, you will never hunger him. It is also an invitation to become a disciple. Invitation to self-denial. And so, you and I should be willing to kill the flesh, to deny ourselves. To deny ourselves and live for Christ and for Christ alone. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together for Jesus. Okay, before we go to the next phase, do you have any question or contribution? Shortly. Before we come to the next phase, uh, um, to answer the question, who are we to, who are to come, sorry, or who are to follow, or who are to come to Christ? Do you have any question or contribution? Yeah. Um, Loudable, please. Mm. Okay. I want to know, if we are invited or if they give an invitation mm. to Christ, what are some of those things that we need to do? To follow him. Okay, as we get to the the, 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 the she's asking a question if. What are the things that we should do to follow Christ? We will get to know that one as we get through our teaching. In Jesus' name. Now the first thing Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. He said it. Follow me and I will do what? Make you. So there is a reason why Christ called you. What was the reason? To make you, right? So in other words, you are incomplete. I am incomplete. And what makes us complete is Christ. So a life without Christ is an incomplete life. So if Jesus Christ, I'm coming to your answer now. If Jesus Christ said, follow me and I will make you, your own is to obey. Your own is to do what? Is to obey. What he says, let go your own will and accept the will of Christ. You understand? So when Jesus Christ said, deny the flesh, or take up the cross and follow me. He's trying to tell you that. Let go your own will. And take up my own will. Now, under normal circumstances, you, we as human beings, let's be realistic. Under normal circumstances, you want to please the flesh, eat, drink, you understand? Do anything that the flesh wants you to do, right? So, but when you have come to Christ, to live for Christ, you are no longer going to please the flesh. But you should please the will of Christ. That is the reason why the scriptures say, we shall not serve two masters. So when you come to Christ, you should not serve the master of flesh. And the master of Christ. No, you must serve Christ. Not the flesh. Though the scripture, the scripture says the flesh 
is weak, but the spirit is willing. Why the flesh is weak? Because the flesh knows that no matter what it is, the flesh will rot in, in this, under the, gr the ground, in the grave. The flesh will not face judgment. <laughs> I understand it. But there is something that is in you that is very much important. That is your soul. That is your soul. Amen. So Jesus wanted to brand us. He wants to make us. Because until we are make, until we are make, we cannot please God. Until we are make, we cannot please God. So that is the reason why he said, follow me and I will make you. Fishers of men. So the word make there is trying to talk about transformation. I will transform you. Transform your mind. Transform your heart. Transform your behavior. Transform your attitude. So whosoever said, that is the reason why the scripture says, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he's what? A new creation. A new what? Creation. It's the old things have gone and everything has become what? New. Why? Because Jesus Christ has molded you now. You understand? You have taken the Christ identity. You have let go the old identity. Now, what is the old identity? The old identity was the Adamic nature that was in you from the Garden of Eden. So every man born by man or woman, you understand, carries that nature. But when you receive Christ, that nature will go and they receive the nature of Christ, the identity of Christ. And so you become a new creation. So now your thinking change. That is the reason why Romans 12 says, be it transformed by what? The renewal of your mind. So that you may be able to see that good and perfect will of God. So without transformation of mind, you will not able to see the perfect will of God. Hello? Are we understanding? Okay. Now we go to the next phase. Who are to come? Where Jesus said, come unto me. Who are the people that are to come? Let's go back to the scripture. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 29. We will know who are to come. Yes, let's read 29. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay, okay, read 29, 28 first. Come unto me, all who are what? Labor and laden. Okay, let's underline the word labor. Now, the word labor from the Greek word means pain, it means toil, extreme weariness. So if Jesus said, come unto me, who are to come unto him? Those who are labored, those who carry pains in their heart. Those who are going through trials. Those who are going through challenges. Those who do not know their way out. Those who are suffering from indecision. And in front of that, the whole world, every one of us, before we could receive Christ, we have all these things. 
we are going through change trials we had pain we have toil extreme weariness and then continue again and i said those who are labor and heavy laden right then and and, and yeah, come come in now the word um, the heavy laden that like christ is talking about these are burdens that can be yoke of traditions the ladies are, 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 are the burdens. They can be yoke of tradition. Some of us, we have hold on to our tradition to the extent that our t- traditions have, have imprisoned us, have bind, bound us, put us in captive. We don't even have freedom at all. Else. Are we understanding? So these are the people that Jesus Christ is calling. Those who are carrying yoke of religion. We have some religions that said, you should not do this, you should not do that, you should not do this. These are the people that Jesus Christ is calling. Yoke of seeking to appease God with more of our perfection. We have people that are trying to appease God with, uh, 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 with their perfection. Failing to realize that no man can do it without the grace of God. So these are the people that carry burdens. Those who believe in traditions. Those who believe in, their, in, in religions. Those who are not seeking personal relationship with Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They depend on their own self to please God. They, depend, they, they, they are seeking their own salvation with their own effort, with their own strength and energy. You should not eat this monkey. You should not eat this. You should not eat this. You should not do that. These are the people that carry the heavy burdens. These are some of the people that Jesus Christ is calling. Those who are seeking justification through some achievements. Yoke of seeking solution outside the church of Christ. We have people who are seeking solution outside the church of Christ. Some people think the solution is to the herbalist. Some people think the solution is to the prayer bands. So people think, think the solution is in the salt. It's in the water they're selling $50. Let's just take a simple example. The scripture helps us to understand about the woman with the issue of blood, right? The word of God helps us to understand that 12 good years, this woman was in her pain. She was looking for a solution everywhere. The scripture helped me to understand that this woman went to the best physician. But her problem was still the same. The best herbalist, her problem was still the same. She sold all what she had, all her property. But instead of solution, the problem increased. Do you know why? She was seeking for the solution at the wrong places. Most of us today, we are seeking for solution at the wrong places. We think prosperity is in different places we think we can make life jesus said matthew chapter 6 verse 33 somebody read here so we are many days many times we are looking for solution outside the church the woman with the issue of blood having such everywhere finally came to jesus christ came to jesus christ and he said if only i could touch his garment that would be the end of my problem right and she touches jesus christ and what happened she was made whole and jesus turned around he said your faith 
has made you whole. Right? Why? Because she came to the right place at the right time. When you come to Christ at the right time, in the right attitude, in the right place, you will receive solution, a solution to your problem. In Jesus' name, amen. Read Matthew chapter 6, verse 3. Yes, Matthew 6, 32, yes. 33. Let's see, let's read first. Let's, let's read 30, 30, 30, from 30. Let's see what happened. There was bone of contention that was going there. Something was going on. Uh-huh. Okay, if, see, in other words, these people, we are worried about certain things, material things. And so Jesus Christ asked them a question. If God so clothed the birds of the field, so are you worried about food? Are you worried about a place to sleep? Are you worried about things? Are you worried about your future? How are you going to become in life tomorrow? Or are you worried about, oh, all my friends, all those we all grew up together, they're achieving life, things are becoming better for them. Why am I honest like this? Is that what you are worrying about? Listen, read 33, what Jesus said. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Let's, let's wait, underline these two words. The kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the ruling of Christ. The kingdom of God is the presence of Christ. The kingdom of God is the glory of God. It's everywhere Jesus Christ reigns as a king. So if Jesus Christ is reigning as a king in your, in your life, your life is the kingdom of God. So when, the, when, when Jesus says, seek the first the kingdom of God, in other words, he's trying to say, allow Jesus Christ, allow God to come and rule over your life. Because when God rules over your life, when he rules over your life, hey, what becomes impossible in your life? And I say the righteousness of God. What is the righteousness of God? Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God. Somebody say, Jesus is the righteousness of God. So Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God. So when you have the righteousness of God in you, in other words, you have, become, you, 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 you have the right standing with God. And so until you stand in the right position, you cannot receive the right things from God. So God wants you and I to stand in the right position. When he wanted to bless Abraham, what he did? He told him, leave your father's house. Right? He sent him to the right position. He sent him to the right place. So there are certain areas in our lives, or there are certain places we find ourselves, there are hindrances. There are certain things that we are doing, there are hindrances. Receiving from God. So God wants you and I to be in the right attitude, the right place, the right position with him. The right standing with him. And Christ is the right righteousness of God. When Christ takes over our right, he will position us in the right places. When we allow him to rule over our life, there is nothing that will become impossible. 
Read now. And it says, and all these things that you are worrying about shall be added unto you. When you seek the kingdom of God, when you seek the righteousness of God, and all those things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Now, why Jesus Christ invites you? We must know this one. Matthew 11, let's read 29 to 30. Why? The purpose of coming to him. Why are you coming to him? 29 to 30. Yeah. Number one, he's calling us to take his yoke upon him. What did he say about his yoke? And learn of me. For I am meek. And I'm glory. So the yoke Jesus Christ is talking about, he's talking about meekness. It's talking about meekness. What is meekness? Meekness is talking about humility. And then he continues to say, he says, for my burden is light. So Jesus Christ, the word of God helps us to understand. He said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will lift you up in what? In due time. At the speed time. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will do what? Lift you up in due time. Now, the word humble yourself is allow God. It means to allow God to influence you. But many of us, God is taking us this way and then we are using another way. When God says go this way, we say no, I'm going this way. When God says come this way, no, I'm, I'm going this way because this is the way Brother James went, he became prosperous. This is the way Brother Carlton went, he became prosperous. So I must go this way, I must receive the same thing. You don't know what God holds for you. You don't know what God has for you. You don't know what God has for you. He has a better plan for you. He has a better thing for you. And lastly, read the last one, verse 13. Read the, continue, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. No, there is a place that he said, and I will give you rest. Yes. Uh-huh. For I will give you rest. So there is no rest in any other place. This is a place we end our teaching. No rest in nobody. Only in Jesus Christ. Only Jesus. If you think when you get married, women, because most of you can look at that. When I got married, I will find rest. It's an error. Only Jesus. Until your marriage is positioned in Christ before you find rest. If you think when you got acquired university degree, you will find rest. It's an error. Only Jesus that gives you rest. Until your education is rooted in Christ, you will find rest. If you think your father, your mother gives you rest, it's an error. Nobody, there is no rest in anywhere. Only Jesus Christ gives you rest. So every one of us must desire to live for Christ. And we all shall be blessed in Jesus' name.